What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by that town crier wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Market Van Buren has been awarded a state grant to help prepare a potential industrial site in Hartford Township. Director Zach Morris tells us the $467,000 from the Michigan Economic Development Corporation's Strategic Site Readiness Program will enable Market Van Buren to do an analysis of about 800 acres spread out across several parcels north of I-94 and south of the CSX railroad tracks. This particular site has been discussed for decades as a potential industrial site. It's zoned in the township's master plan as a industrial zoned area. And basically one of the challenges we've had, we didn't know what we had. Morris says the land could be ideal for an industrial park or one really large industrial operation. The problem is that not enough is known about what's underground there. There are other questions that need to be answered. Things like threatened and endangered species, wetlands, preliminary engineering and surveying, boundary maps, site topography, among others. So there's just a lot of questions you got to have answered that take time to get answers to. Morris says the land, if developed, could lead to billions of dollars in investment in Van Buren County. Market Van Buren was one of just 18 applicants selected for the Strategic Site Readiness Program grants statewide. Michigan Senate Republicans have unveiled new education legislation that they say will help the state's students get back on track after a few years of declines. State Senator Eric Nesbitt helped to announce the MI Brighter Future plan today. He tells us Michigan students need to get back on track. Michigan's fourth graders, they rank 43rd in reading nationally. Three out of ten Michiganders. Michigan fourth graders are not great proficient in math. Our SAT scores are the lowest on record, and we rank 43rd nationally in high school graduation. There are four pillars of the package. Nesbitt says first is setting the bar high to promote reading skills. Our plan will strengthen key provisions of the third grade reading law, require students' progress to be part of teacher evaluations and restore A through F grading scales that make it easier for parents to understand how their child's school is performing. Other pillars include rewarding high-performing teachers with bonuses, scholarship opportunities for kids to get tutoring or enrollment in after-school programs, and a return to phonics-based reading methods to improve reading skills. Nesbitt says the state's recent population report shows a lot of learning loss since COVID, and he's hoping the legislature can come together to develop some remedies. The winners of this year's Neighbors Organizing Against Racism John Lewis Good Trouble Awards have been announced ahead of this month's Michigan Black Summit in Benton Harbor. Neighbors Organizing Against Racism director Trenton Bowen tells us the awards are given out to those who have made a positive difference in the community. Among the winners is Virgie M. Rollins, a Benton Harbor native who stands as the chair of the Democratic National Committee Black Caucus. How can we have a Black Summit without giving an legacy award to someone who's paved the way for people like us? Also receiving awards are Stephanie Vandenberg-Harvey, the Community Relations and Foundation Giving and Compliance Executive at Whirlpool. She's been instrumental in many Benton Harbor community projects, including the development of Emma Hall Flats, Union Park revitalization, and the dedication of June Woods Park. The third award winner is Ronaldo Triplett, a Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education trustee and mentor. Bowens said they've sold more than 150 tickets to the Michigan Black Summit so far. I just got a phone call from somebody from Detroit. That is coming. We have people coming from all over, and I'm excited because all eyes are on Benton Harbor. The Michigan Black Summit will be at Lake Michigan College February 16th and 17th. The awards will be given out as part of its gala on the 17th. 
And tickets for the summit are available now. Lake Michigan College is hosting a series of on-campus workshops to answer questions and help families with the free application for federal student aid, or FAFSA. LMC Financial Aid Director Nicole Hatter tells us the FAFSA has to be filled out by all students seeking aid. It's been a bit delayed this year because the federal government made some changes to streamline the application process. Normally, the FAFSA comes out on October 1st, but because of all of the changes that Department of Ed and Federal Student Aid have been making, FAFSAs were delayed this year until December 31st. Hatter says students and their parents are invited to workshops being held this month at all three LMC campuses where financial aid and admissions staff will talk them through the FAFSA process. She advises everyone attending to create a federal student aid ID online at studentaid.gov first before they head to the workshop. And that allows them to have all of their tax information taken from the IRS database. We can still help them if they don't. It just means they'll have to hand enter in a lot of tax information. Hatter says LMC staff usually go to schools to meet with students about the FAFSA, but they're trying something different this year. We'll have the schedule for the FAFSA workshops at our website. The FAFSA deadline set by the state for this uh, academic year is May 1st. Following the theft of some cash from its Berrien Springs property back in December, the Berrien County Historical Association has recouped its losses and is improving security. Speaking to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners today, Director Rhiannon Sisson said someone took money from its cash register and donation box on two separate occasions. Hundreds of dollars was stolen from both our cash register and all but $23.25 was stolen from our donation box. There is no resolution. We will likely not see resolution, mostly because the police feel there are just too many suspects and the way it was the event occurred, it had been someone who knew about our organization and how we work. Sisson said the donation box had too many fingerprints, including her own, to be checked. She noted the Berrien Springs Eau Claire Rotary and the Lakeshore Rotary has donated more than $800 to the Berrien County Historical Association to help them recover some of their losses. She also said the association's working with the county to get better alarms, and they're installing security cameras to prevent future thefts. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has ordered some aerial reconnaissance. At a meeting today, the board approved a six-year contract with Wolpert Incorporated and Pictometry International Corporation to take aerial photos of properties around the county. Commissioner Terry Freeling said the move was backed by Equalization Director Warren Parrish. It's their estate program called MySale, and we're taking advantage as a county for the funding component of it so that we can have some cost savings. Freeling said the county will be able to get high-resolution images of properties, which could be used in a variety of records. This will allow for two flyovers, one that's a direct over the top, and the other one would be the oblique imagery. And so Warren is asking for this resolution to move forward in a one-week turnaround so we can get a flyover in 2024. They're hoping for the flyover relatively early this year. The county's working with local governments throughout to see if they would also like flyovers. Freeling said 20 of the county's 30 units have signed on so far. And artificial intelligence has been on the mind of Berrien County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford. For about the past year, he's been part of the National Association of Counties AI Committee, which is discussing policies that governments could follow to avoid problems caused by AI. He told colleagues this morning recommendations are coming soon. There's going to be a toolkit that comes out of this committee that every county is going to get to give you tools to kind of think through AI policy. Pitchford said recent meetings have shown AI is becoming advanced enough to be undetectable by other software. He warned it may soon be impossible to tell what's real on the Internet. 
Pittsford also showed off a book given to him by the committee. It was entirely written by AI. The uh, Marvelous Adventures of County Land. Everything in here was created by AI to the point where the National Association of Counties cannot trademark this book because they do not own the images inside. No one owns them. Members of the committee will soon be going to Washington, D.C. to present some recommendations. Commissioner Jim Curran jokingly remarked to Pitchford, quote, your reports are starting to scare me. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. In a surprise speech on the Senate floor, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said the details of a long-awaited bipartisan immigration deal that's also linked to more funding for Israel and Ukraine will be released in the coming days. ABC's Jay O'Brien is more. Discussions are going well. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying the text of a long-awaited deal on immigration reform funding for Ukraine and for Israel will be released by the end of this week or over the weekend. We plan to post the full text of the National Security Supplemental as early as tomorrow, no later than Sunday. Schumer then teeing up the first vote on this package no later than Wednesday. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, Washington. Satellite photos show new demolition along a one-kilometer-deep path on the Gaza Strip's border with Israel. The destruction comes as Israel has said it wants to establish a buffer zone there, further tearing away at land the Palestinians want for a state over international objections. The demolition along the path represents only a sliver of the wider damage from the war seen in the Gaza Strip, which one assessment suggests has damaged or destroyed half of all the buildings within the coastal enclave. But independent analysis and the Associated Press assessment of the damage along the path suggests Israel may be setting the stage to move forward with the possible buffer zone despite U.S. warnings not to occupy land in the Gaza Strip. Meanwhile, there's new executive action from the Biden administration aimed at violence in the West Bank. More of maybe sees Karen Travers. President Biden is signing an executive order that will allow the U.S. to put sanctions on individuals who've engaged in violence or property destruction against Palestinians in the West Bank. Senior administration officials described it as non-discriminatory, applying to Israelis, Palestinians, or other foreign nationals who are undermining stability in the occupied territory. Under the executive order, Treasury can block sanctioned individuals from coming to the U.S., prohibit them from accessing the U.S. financial system and any property they hold here and prevent them from receiving financial transactions from American citizens. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. British Foreign Secretary David Cameron has told the Associated Press his country could officially recognize a Palestinian state after a ceasefire in Gaza without waiting for the outcome of what could be years-long negotiations between Israeli and the Palestinians on a two-state solution. Cameron said during a visit to Lebanon today no recognition could come while Hamas remained in Gaza but that it could take place while Israel's Israeli negotiations with Palestinian leaders continue. Cameron said that a British recognition of an independent state of Palestine, including in the United Nations, quote, can't come at the start of the process, but it doesn't have to be the very end of the process. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is also proposing to lay out a proposal for a Palestinian state. Ukraine is getting significant financial aid from European nations as Congress continues to debate a request from President Biden for more U.S. security assistance for the country. ABC's Karen Travers is more. President Biden spoke Thursday to the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, to thank her and the EU for the new $54 billion financial aid package for Ukraine. According to the White House, von der Leyen emphasized to the president the, quote, critical importance of sustained U.S. support to Ukraine. National Security Spokesman John Kirby said the European aid will certainly be welcome to the Ukrainian people, but he said it's not a substitute for American leadership in providing military assistance. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. President Biden celebrating his recent endorsement by the United Auto Workers Union during a visit to Michigan. 
But his visit today to the critical battleground state with the nation's highest density of Arab Americans is threatening to be overshadowed by growing anger over U.S. support for Israel's war in Gaza. Biden's trip to the Detroit area is including meetings with UAW workers just days after the union offered its endorsement. However, the Democratic president's Michigan schedule does not include any meetings with Arab Americans, adding to increasing frustration within a key voting bloc over his full-throated support of Israel and its war with Hamas. Hundreds of protesters are already gathered ahead of his speech. And the criminal trial of Jennifer Crumbly, the mother of the Oxford High School shooter Ethan Crumbly, continued today. More from ABC's Mark Remillard. Jurors in the involuntary manslaughter trial of Jennifer Crumbly hearing portions of her son Ethan's journal, which contained plans to shoot up his Michigan school and claims that his parents wouldn't listen to his pleas for help. The shooter writes, I want help. But my parents don't listen to me. Jurors also shown a partial video of the shooting that left four students dead at Oxford High School in 2021. Jennifer Crumbly and her husband, James, who's facing a separate trial, are the first parents in the U.S. charged in a mass shooting their child committed. Mark Remillard, ABC News.